Support for this podcast comes from Career Life Stories. Career Life Stories is the flagship new series produced by Working Films, which reveals the real stories behind people and their work. Each episode delves into the experiences that have influenced and shaped the life and career of the guest. With personal and revealing insights, this series is engaging, insightful and inspiring. You can catch up with all of the episodes at www.workingfilms.co.uk slash career life stories. That's www.workingfilms.co.uk slash career life stories. Real people, real stories. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 77 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Talent attraction in areas of extreme skill shortage is something that's consistently difficult. And I'm always interested to find out more about the creative ways employers are using to tackle the problem. My guest this week is Ruth Penfold, Director of Talent Acquisition at Shazam. In our interview, Ruth talks about the importance of communication, culture and employee advocacy in talent attraction. If you're a music fan, then I think you'll particularly enjoy this conversation. Hi Ruth and welcome to the podcast. Hi, nice to be here. So, can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So, I lead hiring for Shazam, the app globally. So, um, I am responsible for making sure that we have all of the brilliant humans in the different parts of the world that we need um, and that they're all doing what they should be doing, basically. Lots of people may be familiar with Shazam as um, the app you use in the pub when they're playing a song you don't know and you want to um, you want to find out what it is but I suspect there's much more to to that in terms of what the company does and where it's going could you tell us a little bit about Shazam? Sure absolutely so so just to give you all a bit of a history lesson because a lot of people don't realize that Shazam's actually been around since 2000 so we existed first of all as a phone number that you would call from your handset and then we would text you the song um, to tell you what the t- tell you the title and who who the artist was. So a lot of people kind of just assume that that we appeared in about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight as an app. Um, but um, because we'd already already existed before then, that's one of the reasons why we were the first apps that was created, and we were launch partners with Apple and so on and so on and so on. So that's why we've been around for such a long time. Um, the algorithm though that we use today is still the same algorithm that we use then which is pretty cool. But we do now have a a team of data scientists based in the Silicon Valley who are working on improving that all of the time. But um, so a lot of people know us, obviously, for music recognition, and that's fantastic. That's very much our history and our heritage. But we also are very much, um, we're very much these days a discovery platform and a means for brands to connect with users and consumers in a way that they perhaps couldn't before. So they can do that. uh, You, you, I don't know how many of you watch television, but you may have seen commercials with the Shazam logo that you can, that you can Shazam and get content from either the brand who are doing the advertisement or 
whatever. It might be something relating to the show that you're watching. Uh, the same is true in cinema, on radio. You can visually Shazam um, posters, billboards with beacon technologies. So, so we really are, a, you know, a means for brands to connect to users and a, a, a platform for the discovery of stuff, basically. So how big's the company? Um, whereabouts is it based and what kind of recruitment challenges do you have? Okay, so Shazam is people either think that we are a dude in a bedroom or that we're Google most of the time and we're neither of those things. We are a small but perfectly formed 220 people globally. Um, but I, I like to describe us, in fact, I always say that I'm a, bit, I'm a bit like a sort of human Shazam in that I'm very small with a rather loud voice. And I think Shazam is exactly that. So very small business, but, you know, we are at something like... 300 million monthly active users or something like that now. So we, we have a pretty huge footprint. So in terms of humans, though, we have London is our biggest office at about 100. Um, and then in New York, we have about 30 to 40. Redwood City in the Silicon Valley, we have um, about 40 people. And then we have smaller offices in LA, Chicago, San Diego, Sydney. And rather excitingly, we're just about to open Berlin which is very cool indeed. So that will be very cool. So looking at recruitment challenges, though, I mean, recruitment challenges take a very similar shape for many tech businesses. So um, we are a definitely a tale of two halves. So on the one hand, we have this incredibly strong brand in that we are a verb. Uh, we have amazing recognition. People know, apart from our rec recognition of music, people generally know who we are when we talk, talk to people, when we reach out to people, which is great. And I would say that any kind of role that's either in sales or, uh, you know, anything that's non-engineering, actually, we get a fantastic response when we advertise and it also when we, when we reach out to people directly. So we're very blessed in that way. Um, so, so part of our talent attraction um, problems is actually the number of applications sometimes because you know we we are we are the roles that we recruit for can be incredibly popular indeed um, in a couple of days um, I have a business partner business partnerships analyst just remembering what the title what we just decided that the title changed to um, and I've had something like 100 applications in that space of time so uh, you know very popular in, in, for roles like that but then we look at engineering and then that's a very different story indeed. So, um, you know, engineering is, is always a difficult area to hire for. Um, it requires patience and uh, a certain amount of resilience. Um, you definitely need to be um, meeting people where they are and being prepared to take your brand to, to whatever, they, whatever they might need that to be. So it means that you have to be a lot more creative about talent attraction and the way that you are getting your message out to those people. Um, and, you know, you're up against some pretty stiff competition a lot of the time um, from other organizations, some of which you can compete with and some of which that you just can't. Um, so, you know, we have quite a different offering. You know, we can't, we can't give everyone the sun, the moon and the stars um, like some of the bigger companies can, you know, with the sort of breakfast, lunch and dinners. But we can do maybe the stars with with Friday lunches and, uh, you know, artists coming in and singing in the office um, once a month and things like that. So there are definitely things that make us special and that appeal to people. Um, 
But you tend to find that people, regardless of the role that they're coming into here, there is normally a common thread of a love of music and the sort of connection to the original reason for being for the product. Um, and that, 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 that gives people a lot of... Uh, gives people a kind of lovely story that they can connect into. Um, and the same is true for a lot of the artists that come in and meet with us, actually. Um, you know, most of them have a tremendous amount of affection for Shazam because a lot of the times we're the reason that they have got a deal because somebody happened to be somewhere where they heard their music and they Shazammed it and then they got a deal from it. So you kind of have that sort of special connection to music, which means that you kind of you, we have a company full of very passionate people working on different things that aren't always relating to music. You know, a lot of the time it might be software development or something like that. Um, but they're very passionate about what they're doing. So you mentioned that you have to be quite creative in your talent attraction. What, what sort of tools and techniques, techniques have you used to, um, you know, find that difficult to find engineering talent? So um, lots of different things over the in the fullness of time. Um, so uh, you you sort of make, need to make sure that your house is in order. So you know what? How are you presenting the roles that you have? How are you t- telling them about people? So the first thing that I did when I joined Shazam was to really change the mindset of the business around recruitment. So starting to see, for everybody to start to see recruitment as their responsibility, not just the recruitment team, because our people are our greatest talent attraction tool that we have. So what I do, and in fact, I, d- I ran a workshop on this um, towards the end of last year. Um, we're, I'm very big and big on employee advocacy at this point. So it's really, um, you know, as many as, my, as our people are out there talking about the amazing work that they're doing, whether that's writing about it online or speaking about it somewhere or just meeting someone in a pub and talking about it. Um, so that that they really can be the pivotal thing in attracting the right people to us. Um, so I really wanted to create that mindset amongst the people that are here because not everybody wants to stand up on a stage and talk about it, but, but most people do meet people in their day-to-day life and say, Hey, I work at Shazam, right? Um, so I think, I think that far and away, my cheapest and most effective talent attraction tool is definitely the humans that work here. Um, so, so sort of stepping back from that, it has to be about making sure that they're having the right experience here. Um, then there's the, then there's the other sort of outreach type stuff that you would do. Um, having, having a great process and making sure that communication is at the, is at the center, uh, is it, is the focal point of all of your recruiting is is the key stuff really for making sure that everyone has a great experience. Um, you know, the way that people feel when they come in and meet us is again key talent attraction tool because if they have a terrible experience they will definitely go and tell everybody about it Um, but then it's also about making sure that I was giving access and that we were giving people access to what it looks like on the inside in Shazam so um, I I am uh, our careers page is still a work in progress our entire website was re relaunched last year so the careers page development has has was somewhere on that list i would like to say it's somewhere near the top of the list of importance but i think i would be lying to myself um but um you know that will that will evolve in time so whilst I, whilst we were waiting for that to to complete and you know with the roadmap has been developed but we are at kind of mvp stage with that at the moment um in terms of redesign so 
so it's it's really kind of what what are the other ways that we can make sure that people get to see what's going on in the inside. So using things like the free platforms like Instagram, using uh, things like uh, you know having a Facebook page, uh, which quite simply is called Inside Shazam, which was a, I, we originally set up as a sort of external attraction tool. You know, so hey, these are our humans. This is what they look like. We're actually all quite silly. If you're silly too, this could be a great place for you. Um, but rather wonderfully, it's actually become just as much an internal tool and a, an internal point of reference. And it's been a lovely thing um, that's really kind of brought together our global communities a little bit more. So, you know, people love seeing what so-and-so in New York is doing or the fact that they've all worn the same shirt as each other today or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, the kind of external and internal um, branding very much kind of do weave together um, from that perspective. So there's that kind of stuff, um, which has been very useful, um, for people that want to find out a bit more about us, but it's also been about where you take yourself. So, um, you know, so I, um, I sort of started creating my own content and, you know, I actually started blogging about, uh, in a much more personal way about some of the things that, that had happened in my life, but then started to write some of the things that, that I was, uh, working on professionally, um, and sort of um, had ended up pre- presenting Shazam from the sort of inside um, uh, in, in sort of blog form and telling people about us that way too. Um, and, and then from, and then also, you know, taking our message to the right kinds of events, um, attending meetups, sponsoring meetups, particularly when we're talking about tech talent so you know making sure that we are um you know attending sponsoring being seen in the in the right communities that we need to be seen in um and really kind of taking that further you know uh, exhibiting at events um and and i guess you know we kind of we learn as we as we as we grow um or you know the other way around whatever but you know we've uh, there's lots of things that we've tried some things that have been successful some things not so successful, some things have been more like a branding exercise, whereas some things have actually, you know, turned around and turned into amazing hires. You mentioned your blogging, and, um, you know, you're quite a prolific blogger. Um, And it's kind of very clear that you're very passionate about your job, you're very passionate about um, the whole world of talent. Um, What's on your radar at the moment? What, what, you know, what are you, what are you most passionate about? What are you sort of really focusing on for 2017? So for 2017, my big focus is around diversity. So um, Shazam is an organization, I think a lot of tech companies, we kind of, it's very easy to take diversity for granted. Um, you know, we, we naturally, because, you know, we, we naturally hire a very diverse range of humans um, from all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, and that's quite normal for us. But because it's quite normal, it's easy to get complacent. And and when I arrived at Shazam, I was presented with a very diverse organization and I had a lot of other things that I needed to tackle before really that, that landed in, you know, that became my f- area of focus. Um, but then we had a few people leave. And then suddenly you look and you kind of start looking at your figures and you think, actually, do you know what? Um, you know, our diversity could be better. And I guess I, I'm, I'm largely talking about our gender diversity when it comes to tech. 
Um, and so that's become a huge area of focus for me. So a lot of the initiatives that we're, we're involved in from a talent attraction standpoint are centered around, um, you know, actually looking at the long game when it comes to diversity. So the ways that we as an organization can use really the, the, the tools that we have to help encourage a more diverse workforce. Um, so frankly, the, the, the biggest asset that we have is the skills of our people, right? And the knowledge of our people. So what I've been working on is really creating opportunities for our people to share that knowledge, whether that be in workshop form with schools, um, with schools and colleges and things like that. We've done a few of those. Uh, there's also, we've done a few things with organizations like Mums in Tech, who are looking at sort of people who are wanting to reskill and move into a career in technology. Um, and really kind of looking at, you know, we are only a small organization and I don't have that many humans to get out there, but I do think that we still have the ability to create an an impact and to, to help be at the forefront of, um, change in that area. Um, and so, so really our focus has been on, on how we develop those sorts of outreach initiatives and you know how we best utilize the skills that we have to support you know to support uh more female talents particularly coming into um the sort of technology space and not necessarily just as developers right you know product people whatever um you know but really kind of encouraging uh you know helping people to see that actually this is quite a cool area that they they could come and work in I know one of the other things you're passionate about is the the kind of the generational mindset and how it's evolving the the workplace. How are you seeing that, that sort of play out at Shazam? Sure. So I think I think it's an interesting it's an interesting one. So so Shazam right now, uh, you know, you need you need certain things as an organisation right now to have a happy workforce, right? And I don't think that necessarily it's all about a select a section of new young humans coming along and then every you know they they want this stuff and everyone else is in the old mindset and so on. I actually think that the work workforce as a whole changes. So I think that that it you know regardless of age, but obviously we can't deny that perhaps the younger generation coming in has an impact on that, right? In some way. But I think people in general are you know wanting more per- wanting a sense of purpose. And I think that's a very normal human thing that humans have wanted for a long time. Um, So they want to be clear what the purpose of the organization is that they're working in and what their role in it is. Um, They want to feel like they have something that they believe in and that they're doing something good in the world, whatever that is. But they also want to be able to see where their growth is coming and what that looks like. And, uh, you know, they, they want openness. They want opportunities for collaboration and need it. Um, you know, I think looking at the new generation that's, that's, that everybody's talking about at the moment, uh, you know, we're talking about the screen ages, which I, I do love that word. I do love it. But, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, people are much better at communicating digitally than they are in real life or IRL lols um so um we need to make sure that as organizations we support those sorts of in real life interactions and that they have space for collaboration and things like that so at shazam we do a few things to support that um we uh, uh, and and their the desire to be a kind of entrepreneur in your own life right where you're innovating and you're creating something that changes the world so you know we make sure we give our people hack time 
So we have hack days where they can go and work on something that they want to work on that's maybe not directly related to their role, but hey, whatever. And people go off and then present back. This is the thing that I worked on. What do you guys think about it? You know, and a lot, and as an organization, a lot of our product decisions and next product development things have actually come out of those hack days. So they've come out of the fact that we've given people the space to go, hey, what do I want to do? Um, One of those things was our Mac app which actually didn't exist for a long time. We had our wet, we had we had our mobile product and that was it. Um, a, until one of our engineers went, hmm, I think that that could be cool. And so developed something in their hack time and then presented it. Everyone went, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Why aren't we doing it? What then happened was probably one of my favorite Shazam stories because within four weeks, we'd ship that product. So what I watched was, it be presented at the at the hack day, at the de- the demo session, um, and then everybody working together like a series of wonderful army ants to to create this amazing like and literally within four weeks you have product design development everybody working together to make to to, to ship, and we ship our product frequently I mean it's more than it's more than monthly it's uh, you know it's all the time so we are very much an agile organization and we do we can pivot quickly and we can add in new things Um, but because we give our people the space to innovate that's how we're able to do that stuff Um, the space to collaborate is also important and and as is the ability to create impact so we give our people a lot of ability to create impact they're very empowered they're very autonomous but they also need to be visible and accountable with it um, an example of that kind of um, I guess independence and ability to create impact would be uh, one of our interns who joined us last year and when they arrived this is in our development team and when they arrived um, they were asked to work on the new iMessage feature so uh, I don't know how many of you are iOS users, but um, Shazam is now integrated with iMessage so that you can share your Shazams and things like that. So they would literally set that challenge, go and work out how that's going to work, um, which was obviously very cool because that meant that that person, you know, that that person was completely inspired by it. Now, we didn't just leave them to it and not give them any support, just to be clear. They were supported in this quest. Um, but what an amazing thing to get as an intern, right? What an amazing opportunity. Um, and I think that level of empowerment is true regardless of where you are in the organization. And it's certainly one of the things that keeps me in my role because I know that, um, you know, I, I truly do have the ability to create impact here and innovate. Um, I just have to, if I think something's cool, I just need to persuade all the right people that it's cool enough to do it, and then we do it. So I've been dying to ask, um, you mentioned a number of uh, artists, um, you know, come in and play and come in and uh, meet you guys. Um, who's, who's the coolest one that you've seen in the office? Oh, whoa, that's really hard. So honestly, like musically, we've had some amazing singers, right? Amazing artists come in. But the ones that I love the most are the ones that are the most human, and the ones that, that like tell you a few stories and like make friends with everyone. Because honestly, it can be kind of awkward because they come in and sing to us in our kitchen and they have, we have a little stage in the corner and some of them get really weirded out by it. I won't name the ones that have been really weirded out by it, but I will tell you the ones who have been utterly adorable. Um, so quite recently we had a chap called JP Cooper come in 
who you may or may not know, but he was utterly brilliant, hilarious, funny. Um, George Ezra was also very sweet, very funny. Um, Passenger, the same. Um, but my favorite last year was a band called the Arkells, who are from Canada, and they're not that well known. Uh, ra- rather randomly, I thought I didn't know them, but I actually can see that they were in my music collection about four years ago from some. I am a music nerd, you know, finding new music on the internet and whatever. Anyway, they totally just turned it around and they were like, hey, no, we just want to walk around and be in amongst you. So they just sort of walked amongst everybody, singing, laughing. I obviously heckled them a bit and it was super fun. (laughs) So they were really, they were great. They were, you know, so it's anyone that brings in that extra level of kind of comedy value is pretty cool. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. My thanks to Ruth Penfold. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, or via your podcasting app of choice. Just search for Recruiting Future. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.